0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Chi Alpha After Hours. We're your hosts, Cassie, Nathan, and Christian, here to take a closer look at what it means to follow Jesus on the university campus. I am super excited for this episode because we're going to be talking about something that we're all pretty passionate about, the Chi Alpha internship. The internship program is a full-time, year-long commitment designed to be completed after you finish at least a bachelor's degree that really challenges you to grow in your faith. We'll talk later about good reasons to do the Chi Alpha internship, but really the bottom line is that all of your Chi Alpha pastors have gone through this program, and we think it's an amazing opportunity for a lot of different people. We would love for you, if you're listening to this, to at least pray about doing it and ask God if he would like for you to be a Chi Alpha intern after you graduate. Feel free to talk to any of us at any time about this too. We'd love to be part of your process. There's a couple of things to note as we're starting. Um, first, what we're referring to as the Chi Alpha internship is also called the Chi Alpha CMIT, which stands for the Campus Missionary and Training Program. Because this is a national thing, um, you can find more information about it by searching Google for Chi Alpha CMIT. It comes right up and there's a lot of good information there. Um, there's also a lot of other programs across the country running right now. so. Um, you know, you can find out more information about different campuses and what the internship looks like there. Um, There currently isn't a Chi internship program offered at any of the campuses here in Oregon, um, but our dream is to start one right here at OSU. We just don't know exactly when that's going to happen. All three of us did our internship at Western Washington University. Um, So as we're talking today, we'll talk more about our experiences there, but the internship definitely varies depending on where you do it. So if you're listening to this in the future and we're gearing up for an Oregon internship, it probably won't look exactly like what we talk about today. But this will give you a general idea of what it is so that you can consider if it would be a good fit for you. With that, let's begin. Um, So let's start by just talking about what Chi Alpha interns actually do. Um, We'll talk about support raising here in a minute, so I'll explain that later. Um, but could one of you just name, you know, what are the things that are involved in doing a Kai Alpha internship?
1: Yeah, sure. So, um, in an internship in a Kai Alpha internship, what it is is like a marrying of like, like theological skills or like, like past, like a uh, knowledge, like devotional knowledge, you know, like trying to grow more in your faith, um, also paired with like, um, practical skills. So kind of thinking about like ministry more like a, uh, like it's like an electrician. Like there's a lot of theory that you need to know about that, but there's also a lot of skills. So a lot of the things that you're gonna do as an intern are things like lead a core and lead one-to-ones. You're gonna do evangelism. You're gonna get personally mentored by a staff member. You're gonna participate with um, the staff in making ministry decisions by being part of a staff uh, staff meetings. And um, you're gonna plan, lead ministry events. Um, You're gonna maybe even lead some mission trips. Um, and then you're also going to be completing a lot of studies, like a Bible, like we, like a Bible study lab or, um, different theological studies. Um, and then also, uh, we have this thing called critical pastoral concerns, which is like different things like calling and leadership, um, or women in ministry, you know, where you have to study these different topics. And then you'll also have an opportunity to grow and learn how to preach.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a lot of things. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of fun things.
0: It's a big year. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any things that you guys would want to expand on from that list? I think maybe a helpful way to think about it is it's kind of one step up from being a student small group leader, um, right? You're going from this kind of part-time volunteer role into something that's full-time. And so now you're um, you're working at least 40 hours a week, maybe more if you're an intern, because um, you're doing a lot of the regular ministry things that someone on staff would do, but you're also doing um, some pretty important studies to help you be prepared to go out, um, whether you you know end up serving in ministry full time after the internship or not.
1: I think one thing that just sticks out to me is that it's like, you know, I, I have a master's degree, you know, and so I went through a master's degree program and stuff. Um, And it was great. And I would encourage anybody to get a master's in theology, everybody (laughs) in the world, because I loved it. But to be honest, if I was going to ask which was more beneficial to me, a master's degree in theology or doing the internship, it'd be no question at all Mm -hmm. the internship was like so much more formative and helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, Partially because all the things that we studied – there was like a real-life application to all the things that we were studying. So there was this in tandem thing of like, okay, we're practicing how to be a pastor or how to even be a Christian. Like we're growing in um, different skills while also doing like theological and biblical study that is going to inform the way we um, the way we serve Jesus in our ministry. And so it was just a really beautiful. Um, mix of, of ministry and study at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so that's just one, one aspect of it that I really, really, really enjoyed.
0: Mm -hmm. It is nice to not just be around Christian peers too, right? You're still interacting with the university setting and all of, all that goes with that. Um, I think there's a real marriage there where you're still doing, you're still able to do evangelism, right? That's harder to do at a Christian college. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: I think a big distinction, that I would make between like the internship and say just you being a CORFA or just being involved in Chi Alpha is like there is an intensiveness to it. So, so one thing um, or a focus. I think that's mm. a better way mm-hmm. to put it. So most college students are have a lot of divided time. So uh, a lot of them are university students. Well, all of them are university <laughs> students. Um, <laughs> university students and focusing on their studies, and that's actually probably the bulk of their attention. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, some of them have jobs and they're involved in Chi Alpha at the same time. And while um, being involved in Chi Alpha in that setting, in that context is very beneficial, uh, doing the internship is more focused and it's, uh, it's structured in such a way that your attention isn't so divided and you're able to like really, really grow in. Various things that you're actually probably that you are actually already doing in Chi Alpha now. So, for example, there is a thing called Bible Study Lab that we do in the internship, and it's absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, But, and to be honest, it's basically our inductive Bible study, but the inductive Bible study that we do takes four hours, maybe. uh, and it's a great tool that you can use for the rest of your life. Well, in Bible study lab, it's eighty hours for one book. Mm-hmm. One so, book of the Bible. One book of the Bible for one book of the Bible. So uh, at the internship that we were at Western, it was either first. Well, when I was there, it was mm-hmm. either First Timothy that you did or Philippians, yeah. and you spent eighty Dang. hours <laughs> on each. Yeah. On yeah. one of those books, not both. Mm-hmm. One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's like this level of like uh, there's and there's other things like evangelism. You're already doing evangelism. Well, you're going to do it a little bit more focusedly and more intently. Mm-hmm. You're going to be planning a Bible study and you're probably going to do that in a different way, largely because you're doing Bible study lab and now you're thinking about the Bible totally <laughs> differently. Right. But um, but like really there's it's just this extra step of things that you're already pretty familiar with. So if you're taking our LTC or Christ and Culture class, well, you're going to engage with very similar topics, but more focusedly mm-hmm. with more focus and more intent. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a very, um, to use some esch- eschatological language, uh, your time in Chi Alpha now as a college student is only a shadow. Oh, of things oh too. I saw that. Okay. <laughs> I think
0: something like what you just said, Right. Like we did a podcast on women in ministry leadership not too long ago. Um, And, you know, for example, if you're in an intern, you might be exploring that topic um, on your own. You're really taking ownership of what does it mean to look at the Bible and to examine this topic and see what the Bible says about it, to interpret the Bible, to look at other commentaries on it. Um, so that it's really shaping your view of the position rather just hear- than just hearing what your Chi Alpha staff are saying. You're learning how to engage with those kinds of questions and draw good conclusions based on good practices of reading scripture and engaging with Christian scholarship.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, I also think one thing that's like really novel about the internship, um, along with like, you know, this is increased amount to study and things is just that, you know, Again, comparing it to a master's degree or your bachelor's degree, like like you get to grow in this stuff and having a person like a, a mentor mm-hmm. walk alongside of you. There's there's basically no program. There's no other program I know mm-hmm. in the world that, I mean, I'm sure there's something out there, but where you're going to meet an hour and a half with a mentor mm-hmm. um, and then that mentor is also going to be really including you in their life.
0: Every week. Every week.
1: <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And, and really trying to help you grow and, um, help you see some blind spots in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also be there as a resource for you to ask questions and, um, help you walk through different things and help you discern your future. And I mean, it's just, it's a pretty unique thing. And, and I met with my, I, when I was a student leader, I, um, had a, my, we call it a resource team leader here. Uh, my resource team leader when I was a student was a guy named Derek Shied. And then I went on and did two years of an internship, even though, mm-hmm. like Cassie said, it's just a one-year program. Typically, um, sometimes people decide to do a second year mm-hmm. for like an advanced studies aspect of it. So I did two years, and both those years I met with Derek. And um, so I met with Derek for a total of three years. And um, I am like a Derek, Derekified person. <laughs> like now, like like he has shaped yeah. how I am, mm-hmm. and it's for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, because he really poured into my life a lot, and it's a thing I'm really proud about. I, I laugh. I kind of have this giggle that comes from him. <laughs> like, it's all Derek Scheid, you know? So if you ever hear me giggle, it's like, that's him, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he um, he just really, you know, shaped and marked my life, and we're mm-hmm. still friends to this day. You know, I, mm-hmm. I called him just um, just in January, and we, we talked for a while. and mm-hmm. So you can really, you know, that that friendship and the relationship, having somebody be able to pour into you, um, and and that that even doesn't even mention all the cool relationships you get to have, both mm-hmm. reaching out on mm-hmm. campus with other interns, with the staff. It's just a relationally rich um, mm-hmm. and exciting environment. Yeah,
0: yeah. having and, a mentor is awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. and and there's like
2: that component of um, in the internship. There's that component similar to like a classroom setting where you have others who are going through the same material at the same time in the same way and those people Mm -hmm. you can kind of like bounce the thoughts and stuff off of and learn more deeply together in that and i've actually found in um uh that that is actually a very fundamental component to learning is Mm -hmm. like learning with others and that's whereas i feel like as a student, like, there is that, but on, like, it's just more developed. It's mm-hmm. a more, like, intensive setting. It's more focused and... Um, in the internship. Yeah. In the internship. It's much more focused. Whereas yeah. in a in a core, which is great and is really good, but, like, imagine being with your core, like, <laughs> 10 hours a week. Yeah. You know, uh, and talking about the stuff that you're dealing, you're uh, learning at mm-hmm. the same time mm-hmm. um, together.
0: Yeah. There's a real richness to it. Mm-hmm. I think I appreciate that a lot. Like mm-hmm. John and Hosanna and me and Trent were all in the same intern class. And uh, Anna was the year before us, so we did some things with her too. But just the the growth and friendship that we've had because of the internship is so like life-giving, even now that we're not interns. And I just really appreciate them. So shout out to you guys. Um, I think really, if I were just to sum up, like, what is the internship like? It's kind of like being in Chi Alpha, but at an accelerated rate. <laughs> and it's like, like the main focus of what you're doing, right? You're growing closer to God. I think a lot of interns really develop a strong devotional life um and, like, good strategies for that in their internship year. Um, you're really being pushed outside your comfort zone. You're doing things that... Like student leaders in Kaiapha wouldn't do, like preaching or leading a mission trip or really having ownership in a lot of the decisions that staff are making, right? You're you're a part of that. You're having more of a voice in what the community looks like going forward, not just when you're there, but also decisions that are going to impact future generations of students. There's a real beauty to that. So I think that's something to like remember as, as we're talking about this is it's not like just about you and it's not just about the year that you're there, but you'll have a real impact going forward too. So I mentioned support raising earlier. Let's talk a little more about that. Uh, this is something that you often do over, well, not often, you always do over the summer before the school year starts in the fall as an intern. It's also the thing that often sounds the most intimidating. So what exactly is support raising and why is it a good thing?
1: So support raising is just the way that we fund our ministry. And so, you know, for me, Nathan, Cassie, we're all missionaries. Um, We're all supported by families, friends, individuals, and churches. And they all give either monthly or annually um, to give to us um, money for our ministry. And so they financially support us and and keep us us in ministry. And so um, it's a way that, you know, It's not just about, like, finding people that are, like, that like you and, like, oh, well, we don't want Christian to starve, you know. (laughs) Really, really, you know, support raising is something that, you know, even extends um, since before Jesus. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, Jesus um, even says in in the Gospels that he had these three women who helped financially support his ministry. You know, um, people would make gifts to you to support what Jesus was doing and take care of the needs. And so it even talks about how um, Judas, you know, he was the head of the treasury, you know, so he got this money from people believing in Jesus and believing in their ministry and wanting to support what he was doing. And so Mm -hmm. walking in that same line as as missionaries, um, we ask people to support what God is doing. And um, people really value seeing God's kingdom come on the college campus. And so... Um, we ask our interns just like how we ask the staff members um, to raise their support, um, and then if the Lord calls them into any kind of mi- mission work after, like whether it be you know going to Indonesia or going to um, Siberia, which is where I was hoping to go, <laughs> um, but uh, like they can go on the mission field. Like it's mm-hmm. it, it helps them on the way there, or if they feel called to campus ministry, it helps them. Um, mm-hmm get ready for that. And so, um, but that's how we ask people to be able to be financially able to do the internship, be able to pay for their food, their housing, Mm -hmm. um, by going and asking family, friends, churches, um, whoever to support their ministry Mm -hmm. um, for what Jesus is going to do through them.
0: Yeah. I think this was the part of the internship that intimidated me the most. I was like, wow, you know, a lot of my family aren't Christians. Who am I even going to talk to? I think something to remember is God will provide for the ones that he's called. Um, and literally through the through the process of support raising and seeing people really eager to partner in what God's doing, um, I learned how to see it as a real ministry, right? Like we're not just here to reach students, but um, we can be really encouraging to other people who want to um to really reach people, um, who are students, but also like we can give so much to the people who God's already put in our lives. And so I learned how to see support raising as a real form of ministry. It just looks different over the summer. Um, and God literally brought people that I didn't even know onto my team, um, and provided in ways that I didn't expect. And I think, so I think like having that experience going into the internship, you learn to really rely on God in a way that you have to as you're doing ministry with students, um, but also in your personal life. Like, prayer is important. You know, that is part of the work of, um, of being a Christian and seeing God move in the world. And I think, like, that's a really foundational experience for a lot of people. So if, if this is something that scares you, I think it's helpful to remember, like, oh, actually God can work in this and he will. He will provide for the people who he's called and it's something that to I think you can be excited about, even if you're also nervous about it.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's also, it's not like, you know, doing ministry is not just a solo person thing. Like mm-hmm. God leads us in it. Like God enables us to do ministry, but it is so humbling and powerful to have people support, like support you to do ministry. You know, I know mm-hmm. that, you know, this pandemic, a lot of people had a hard time with their jobs and stuff like that. Um, and, we didn't have people drop off of our team. Mm -hmm. Like people didn't stop supporting us. And it wasn't because it wasn't just because they were like, Oh, I hope Christian and Ramona don't starve. Mm -hmm. But they were like, you know, if I'm going through financial hardship, I don't want God's mission to suffer. Mm -hmm. And that there was even like, there are churches that were facing hard financial times. And they're saying, we are not, not compromising for wanting to see, God's mission happen and we're going to keep giving to um, Christian and Ramona to make sure that they can keep reaching out on campus. And so, you know, it's just very humbling. And, and I think it's pretty important just to, it's like kind of anti-American individualism in a mm-hmm. sense, like I can do this on myself, I'm self-sustaining. Um, but, you know, God God is going to do a work through, you know, if you do the internship, He's gonna do a work through you, but it's not gonna be just your work. Like mm-hmm. all these other people are contributing to seeing this happen. And so yeah. I think I have like hundred and fifty supporters or something like that. Um my budget's bigger than other people, so don't <laughs> don't freak out about that. You don't need hundred and fifty supporters. Like yeah. Yeah, you've got forty Cassie. <laughs> 40-ish. You know. Yeah. So I mean, so don't worry. But like um but I have all these people and it's like, whoa, like all these people can say like they've reached mm-hmm. students at Oregon State University yeah like they're responsible in part for what God is doing on the campus and they all get to play a part of that and it's pretty it's pretty special
0: mm-hmm.
1: it teaches you a lot of humility
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, they're in in just so many capacities like the fact that you know it is so contrary to that American individualism mm-hmm. and Um, You know, for a lot of students at OSU, I think it would be particularly challenging to, like, put yourself in front of someone and ask them to trust you in a way that you can't um, evidence, essentially. They just literally have to trust Mm -hmm. on that level um, of being like, yeah, this person, I believe that they're called. I believe that this person is gifted. And I believe that this is, like, a, a place that they're supposed to go. And so I'm going to uh, give what I have mm-hmm. that I can to this person. Um, and there's just a lot of – there's just so much humility in that. Um, and it's it's humbling. I don't know if it's so much humbling from the financial standpoint, I think. It's humbling in the fact that, like, a person actually, like, believes yeah. in you. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I think that's actually scary. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
2: I think that's the scarier. part. I think that's a genuinely mm-hmm. a very scary part for our culture. Is like someone actually like believes bigger things for me. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: And the dollar that they, the dollar amount that they give, isn't representative of how much they believe. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not encapsulated in that. And so one of the things I uh, just to put a positive. Uh, a positive thing that I found out found in support raising is like how many uh like really um genuinely lovely relationships I've developed through it. Mm-hmm. So I have around forty supporters, forty ish supporters, similar to Cassie, and uh, uh, you know, I have uh so I I'm sure everybody who's listening to this podcast knows I've been reading Mother Teresa for like a year. What? Um This is brand new information. (laughs) And one of my supporters found out, and she is just this really wonderful woman, very, very strong believer. She's Catholic. She's, like, a family Mm. member, too, so she's, like, Mm. the only Catholic I know in my family. Mm. Well, no, my grandfather was Catholic. Anyway. But, and she was like, oh, Nathan really likes Mother Teresa, and so she mailed me a book. Yeah. that's like a bunch of quotes by Mother Teresa and I was like, oh man, this mm-hmm. is yeah. so great And it's just mm-hmm. like the supporters like I really care about Nathan mm-hmm. And you know and um, I have another supporter who's a dear friend of mine and I'm probably gonna talk to him tomorrow and mm-hmm. you develop these relationships that are not about the finances. It's actually mm-hmm. about yeah. something more than that yeah um, yeah And uh, it perhaps challenges our imagination. It perhaps challenges our imagination of what uh, God wants for us. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're, our culture is so fixated on um, material provision. And there's something else, I think, that um, in support raising, while you get the material pre- provision, there's there's another sort of provision that the Lord mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. teaches through support raising. Yeah. Um and yeah, it's it is really challenging because it's so deeply humbling. Mm-hmm. Um it's so deeply humbling. Mm-hmm. Um but it's it's um it's mm-hmm. it's fundamental to what we do. Um I think it puts us in a very strong posture of like uh you know, I'm literally on this campus living here have, because someone's given something to me and mm-hmm. like my my responsibility is not to have, it is to give. Yeah in response. Yeah. Um, similar to like Christ giving his life for us. Like we give our lives in response Mm -hmm. to, to Christ. And so, um, yeah, support raising is, it's absolutely fundamental. Uh, while I will admit, I don't necessarily look forward on some level to support raising. Um, at the same time, I don't think we should do it any other way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe, (laughs) And be thankful that we don't do it like George Mueller did, which was he didn't even support raise. <laughs> <laughs> he was just yeah. like, when I need something, I'm going to ask the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then the Lord would show up. <laughs> read, jo- I read George Mueller's autobiography mm-hmm. when my first year of support raising, and it's literally mm-hmm. like June 11th, ni- 1837. There's no money for any of the children of the 300 children I take care of. There's no food. We've literally sold everything that we possibly can. Please, Lord, would you send us oh something? Oh, my gosh. June 11th, three hours later, the baker came and gave us plum pies. <laughs>
0: it's like, <laughs> what? Yeah. That's so cool. So. Yeah. I and, think it challenges, like, our understanding of it's more blessed to give than receive, right? Like, you actually might be an answer to prayer for someone. Some of the people that I didn't know um, before who are now on my team were people who had been praying for university students. And mm-hmm. before they met me, they didn't know that anyone was trying to reach them. <laughs> they're mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, we've been praying for you. Um, mm-hmm. And so now here's this prayer team that's, um, that's a part of my support team. And I, I love them and I catch up with them often and they're great. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that's really beautiful. Like we... As missionaries have this opportunity for a really personal relationship, right? Like a lot of church pastors are paid through um, what people put into like church offering and they're supported, um, but in a less direct way. And we have the opportunity to build relationship as we're asking for support and to know all of the people personally who are paying to allow us to be here and to connect with them regularly. And that's that's a real gift um the prayers and the financial support that people give us directly that i think a lot of other people who serve in ministry don't have the opportunity to be as closely involved with
1: yeah Uh, it's worth noting too that you know in that whole process for an intern to to sign up you know what it won't look like what it wouldn't Mm -hmm. look like is hey here's a budget you need to raise (laughs) there's a certain Mm -hmm. amount now hey hopefully we'll see you in the fall go raise it you know we um we have people have a support-raising coach, and we have a training. Um, we mm-hmm. call it, app, like, appropriately support-raising training.
0: Wow. So <laughs> short <original>. Short <laughs> SRT.
1: And, um, and, you know, so so there's a lot of support and guidance that we give um, mm-hmm. for somebody as they're preparing for their internship to go ahead and do it. And we'll even give a lot of coaching on how to do things, mm-hmm. a good timeline, mm-hmm. like – all kinds of things that would be really helpful for somebody to raise a budget yeah. to be yeah. an intern. So
0: yeah. you're not on your own.
1: Yeah, Are <laughs> there's there's other
2: organizations that um, literally they they do just say, "Hey, here's your budget. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Go figure it out." Mm-hmm. We're a lot more hands on mm-hmm. in that process, mm-hmm. and like, yeah. there's a lot of instruction and there's a lot of like resources mm-hmm. to help yeah. uh, that process, but it's still tough. Yeah. It's still tough.
0: It's not easy, but I think you are set up for success. Like, we really do believe God wants to raise 100% of your budget. You're not going to mm-hmm. live on less than what you actually need. Mm-hmm. And so our hope is to help people be equipped to go do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Can I can I just throw out, uh, let's have kind of a spiritual moment here on the podcast.
0: Are you saying we never have spiritual well, moments on I, the podcast? Well, I'm just like,
1: okay, here's the thing. I feel like the Lord is telling me to share this story. That Great. I don't know how it could relate to support raising training or the internship. But maybe we'll just have a second of like having you guys listen to the Lord and say like, well, what's that story about? And maybe there's some kind of connection, but it's a story about when I was a young staff person, I got, um, when I was at, so I'm just, so everybody out there, this is totally unplanned, whatever. (laughs) And we're just going to like listen to the Lord here for a second for you maybe. So, um, have a little spiritual discernment moment, but Um, when I was a young, when I was my first year on staff, I I had been at Skagit Valley College for one year as an intern. And then I, um, was on my first year in staff. And this one guy I met, he was a mentally handicapped guy named, um, Brandon. And, um, he had been like living with his girlfriend and anyway, they decided to get married. Like I'm counseling him and then they decided to get married. And, um, anyway, he, he asked me to be one of his groomsmen well he's mentally handicapped and all of his friends are mentally handicapped and so i would go to the um like the party before like the bachelor's party and it was like i'm the like it's like his dad his stepdad a family friend um and then um it's me and then five other guys that are all mentally handicapped and so we're all just playing video games it's a pretty ridiculous time like we're just being ridiculous anyway we have a we have a dinner and we go to the church for the rehearsal and then we all get ties. And this is the main part of the story that I want you to get. We all get these ties. And um, so I'm looking around and one of the handicapped guys, he puts this tie on and he just starts tying it and I can't recognize the tie. And so I put the tie over me and I look confused. And one of these dads, the stepdad, he comes over and he's like, Oh, I got this. Like, he, I didn't understand it at the time, but he's like, Oh, don't worry. And he came over and he tied my tie for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Well, that was really nice, that guy, you know? Um, and he walks away and it didn't dawn. I was like, Man, that guy felt really like he felt like I would be embarrassed or something. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. It, it didn't dawn on me later. That he thought I was one of the handicapped guys. Yeah. And I didn't know how to tie my tie. Hmm. Anyway, do you have any <laughs> spiritual discernment on that? <laughs> Relating to what we're talking about? I mean
2: oh gosh. I think I have pieces of something. Like one thing is I would say about that story is like it's a level there's a there's a genuine level of humility to admit that you have a deficiency in that story. It's like You know, there's an expression on Christian's face of, like, I'm not 100% sure what I'm doing with this tie. Right? He's nodding. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, and And we, in admission of that, like, position that we're in, the Lord can provide for us in that. But we may have to be looked down on a little bit which I would think for a lot of OSU students who, a lot of students, just in general, not even just OSU students, who are like very self-reliant and very competent on their own, to be cared for in that way is maybe for many to be looked on as a lesser thing. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: But the Lord just wants to provide. Mm. And the Lord wants to give. And we do it for him and not for ourselves and not for our own esteem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's my interpretation of it.
1: So saying, like, kind of in a sense, like, it's okay, like, like the fear of being humiliated or... Can
2: you be humiliated so the Lord can Mm -hmm. give greater things
1: to you? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Being in a place of need or maybe even misunderstood. And that
2: person who Mm -hmm. tied the tie for... The giver mm-hmm. in some ways i wouldn't say probably looked at christian as if he's a terrible being or looked down on him it's just like oh mm-hmm. there's just a need yeah. there that mm-hmm. i can meet
1: yeah he was excited to do it for me yeah he was i mean he was really excited to tie my tie that's good he's like oh man i just helped that kid you know?
0: yeah i think there's a sense that both of you were just in the place of like i'm here to serve. Right? You're here to serve your friend. This mm-hmm. guy came to serve you. Um, and you're not thinking about yourself in it. Um, something that I wrote at the top of my like support raising email every day uh, was a quote that I had heard that really helped me, which is um, self-consciousness stifles genuine worship. Mm-hmm. Um, right? So when we're trying to honor the Lord, if we're thinking about ourselves, actually we're not honoring the Lord <laughs> like most of the time. Um, and so the less we're self-conscious and we're outward focused um, I think the the more we can see God work because we're worshipping him through it um, so I don't know if that speaks directly to it but I think that was something I was thinking about as you were talking
1: yeah well We can keep going now. Thanks. (laughs) Hope that's beneficial to somebody out there. So
0: it's so fun. Yeah, we should have more spiritual moments on the podcast. Yeah, just listening (laughs) to the Lord. Just
2: just one other affirmation, and I mean, Christian's been doing this a while longer. I only know one slash two. They were a married couple that didn't raise their support, Mm -hmm. and I've known a lot of people that have support raised. Yeah. Over the years, like Mm -hmm. that is, Mm -hmm. I think.
1: Have you known well that couple? And mm-hmm. I think I think I know the couple that Nathan's yes, talking about. Yes, we we both know the couple. And, you know about. what it came down to? They didn't raise their support not because of their effort or mm-hmm. like our discernment and their discernment was actually they weren't called to this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That the Lord was closing a door and mm-hmm. He had a better door for them to go through. And so it's like letting the Lord's mm-hmm. not going to put you in the wrong spot, you mm-hmm. know. And um, and so I think and that was. After they had done internships, Shoot, that was actually, like, like
2: both in two years, yeah. I think. Yeah. Wow.
1: So that was them preparing to come it. on staff, you know. Yeah. And um, she
2: was transition staff, and he yeah. was just finishing his second year, I think. Oh. Yeah. So that,
1: so it wasn't like they couldn't raise their budget, mm-hmm. anish ever. Mm-hmm. It was just it was it was really more about the Lord is shutting a door for them mm-hmm. in particular.
2: Yeah. I also know people that have not put in as nowhere near as much effort as those two did. Those Mm -hmm. two put in a ton of effort into support raising for uh, Mm -hmm. six months.
1: Like over a year.
2: Wow. Really? It was over a year? Um, And they they weren't making ground. I've known people frustratingly, and don't bank on this, but I've known a number of people who have raised their budget with no effort. (laughs) (laughs) Like. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, your mom told me that you were doing this thing. Here's there some money. It's <laughs> like,
0: yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah. I think we're gonna move on from yeah, this before we start saying be lazy. No, um, let's, let's don't <laughs> that's not do that. Good.
2: That's not okay. I
0: but I think the the bottom line is, if you put in effort, God's not gonna lead you astray. That's right. And mm. support raising should not be the reason you don't do the internship. Um, don't let that be the thing that you're afraid of so that you don't take this step mm-hmm. of faith. God will meet you if you're called to it. Um, so, let's talk about like good reasons to do the Chi Alpha internship since that's a bad reason not to do it. Um, so, who's the internship for? Uh, what might be some good motivations to do it?
1: I'm going to tell you my reason for doing it. Great. Okay. Okay. Actually, this was my story. Can I tell my little story? Yes, you my may. story was so. I, I went to college in Bellingham, Washington, Western Washington University. Now at that school they have one of the longest, actually the longest standing internship in the country. So they've put out hundreds of people from that internship going from the seventies, you know. So um, so I went to college there, I heard about the internship so many times. But I was going to be a missionary to Siberia. So I went to this thing called the World Mission Summit on the other side of the country in Louisville, Kentucky. Is it in Kentucky? Louisville, Kentucky? I think. Uh, yeah. I it's
2: It's means. been in a number of places. I, it was, it Is was in Louisville Houston, in Texas. Kentucky? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> well, I went to Louisville, okay?
1: <laughs> I don't know what state it's in. That's we'll Google the it after. Yeah, the Google it after. So it was in Louisville, uh-huh. okay? So um, I go to Louisville. And I went there and I learned about, there's all, it, it is an amazing thing to learn about all these world mission opportunities. And I found somebody from Siberia and I was thinking, oh, I wanna go there. Well, I had an extra session free and I decided to go to the Chi Alpha internship one. And I'm not kidding, I go in there and my campus pastor, Brady Bob Inc., who has talked to me about the internship for years is giving the presentation <laughs> on why you should do the internship. And he talked me into it right across the country. I flew 2000 (laughs) miles to have Brady Bobbing talk me into (laughs) this internship. It was amazing. And, um, but I think ultimately the main reason I really wanted to do the internship was I remember being in college and being like, my favorite part of college is like growing in my faith. Like, Chi Alpha I'm like loving Chi Alpha I love serving in Chi Alpha and I feel like college is almost like getting in my way of like (laughs) learning my faith and I loved college I loved going to class but I just wish I could have the focus to study my faith like how I had um, in college I wish I just had more time and the internship was exactly what that was it was just a time for me to grow in my faith learn how to study the bible better learn theology better um and so i was like i really want to do this just just for myself just for me to grow um closer in the lord and for me in my experience it was exactly what i was hoping for Mm -hmm. and it was incredible it was an incredible time to be able to devote myself to um to growing in the lord growing in how to do ministry um discerning my calling. Making great friends, um, anyway. It's just it was just an amazing, amazing year for me. Mm-hmm. That's why you should do it. It's a great, great year to grow in your faith. Mm-hmm. It's a great year mm-hmm. to dedicate to the Lord to grow in your faith.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I think um, a reason to do it is simply because it's there. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, whether you're like, hey, you know, I don't know if I'm going to do ministry, or I have no intention to do ministry long term. But, like, I know that there's more that I need to understand, more to grow in. Um, taking a year, sometimes two, <laughs> but taking a year to, um, really devote yourself to it and grow in it, something that is so important as, like, God mm-hmm. and, um, devoting yourself to it is a worthwhile thing to do. Um, I know that for myself, like, um, I took a, uh, an interesting thing in many parts of the world, there's something known as what's called a gap year. I think it's called the same thing here in the U S but, uh, in Europe, it's actually very, very common for high, the equivalent of a high school student to finish school. And then before they go on to university, uh, they take a gap year and they uh, they do stuff anyway a lot of them uh, a lot of students at my bible school were international or well I was the international student but um, like they'd be from Germany or Spain or Italy mm-hmm. and they're like oh well I, I just finished high school and so I'm taking my gap year mm-hmm. and so they decided to go to bible school wow. for a year mm-hmm. um, and they dedicated themselves to that for a year and so it's it's it is an investment into another part of yourself that I think our our culture doesn't necessarily give much value to, um, and I don't I'm not trying to like say that uh, that our culture is evil in that sense of like it disapproves of it. It's more like the, I think they generally don't understand the idea of like developing oneself and developing one's like character mm. and developing like lifelong um heart attitudes yeah and like really committing oneself to those things so that they're there for you 20 30 40 years from now something that you really carry forward and it's just so our our i, I think american society is like well we got to work we got to work we got to work um and i'm not saying that working is bad but like th- they m- along the way they i don't think our culture is necessarily remembered that, or has forgotten that there's a thing of character that also needs to be fostered, Mm -hmm. um, that also needs to be nurtured and cultivated. And the world at, because of the pace that it goes, often strangles that portion of ourselves rather than fosters it. Um, And so I I recommend doing the internship because I think it's a great gap year opportunity Um, from a financial. So I went to Bible school. That was a gap year, and then I also did the internship, which was kind of a gap year because I'd graduated already. But whatever. Um, and uh, but I spent like ten thousand dollars to go to Bible school. Mm-hmm. The nice thing about the internship is other people pay for it for you. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's just and it's so like it's a job. It's a It's a full time. It's a full time job. Um, but you know it's like if you're like oh well i got to work i got to pay off student debt it's like well no that's part of your student your your um your support mm-hmm. is actually like the whole reason to raise support is to provide for you mm-hmm. um and uh yeah i i just encourage it because honestly developing your character is something that you won't have other opportunities or other places to really do that mm-hmm. um in your life so
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the number one reason is, you know, if God calls you to do the internship, you should do the internship. Um, So pray about it because that's helpful. Um, But I think there's a lot of other reasons, like there's just so many possible benefits. And if you as a Christian have already pledged your whole life to Jesus, what's one year (laughs) that you're going to like set aside and really focus on your faith, you know, Um, wherever you're at? Like personally, I wanted to go into ministry. So for, for me, this was like the next step. Uh, It helped me understand how to study the Bible in a deeper way and understand theology and, like, figure out what my ministry gifts were, as well as the areas I really needed to grow. Um, For other people, it's like, oh, well, you know, I really want to go into the marketplace. I think God's going to call me to that. But you gain so many people skills, (laughs) like working in the internship, um, that you really develop that missionary mindset before you ever go into the marketplace after college. So that can be really helpful. Plus, you're doing real ministry, like the people who you impact as an intern are still going to be around and able to impact others. And so it's not just about you. I know of a number of interns who um, really just did it because they wanted to give back to a ministry that had really impacted them. So I think there's a lot of really good reasons to do it. And I think for me, I was like, well, unless God tells me, no, I'm going to do it because I want to. I think there's just so many good things that can come from it. Like, it can really bear good fruit. So mm-hmm. your participation with the Lord and eagerness and openness to see what he wants to lead you into mm-hmm. for, you know, for a year or maybe for longer mm-hmm. is just so impactful long term.
1: Yeah. And, you know, one thing one thing in that conversation that Brady changed my mind into <laughs> doing the internship from going to Siberia Um They all think I'm crazy for wanting to go to Siberia. I just want you guys out (laughs) there in the world to...
0: We like summer and warmth, and Christian likes snow.
1: Yeah, that's right. I said, I get it. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, but um, one thing he said that, you know, really stuck with me is he said, like, you know, um, you wouldn't, like, you wouldn't want a doctor, like, operating on you, but having, like, skipped their, like, you know, their last bit of training, like... Mm -hmm you know, you want doctors to have as much training as possible, like the right amount of training, right? You, you know, um, we don't let teachers like just like start teaching because they think they, they're pretty good at math or Mm. they done read good, you know, something like that. (laughs) They don't, they don't just like let them start teaching, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like they take their, their jobs seriously. And so they have to be trained and they learn, you know? Um, So if we expect so much out of a doctor, then as as ministers like like doctors of the soul or teachers of the soul um what is giving one more year to make sure like whoa i i want to be a capable um you know soul doctor i want to be able to minister rightly for the rest of my life regardless of where you find yourself whether you find yourself Mm -hmm. doing ministry or in the marketplace but man i really want to be good at sharing God's truth with this world. Mm-hmm. Um, taking a year to do that is very small, especially when it's such a great blessing of a year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, you think about like, you know, Latter-day Saints who don't, we don't share their faith. Every Latter-day Saint gives two years, you know, to go on mission, you know. And um, how much more should we, people of truth, like be willing to give a year, whether it be the internship, whether it be go serve overseas, um, whether it be whatever, how much more should we, who have the truth, be willing to give time, um, for Jesus to develop our character, our skills and, um, help us figure out how to live out his kingdom in the world.
0: Mm -hmm. To close, let's just share some of our own stories. What were some ways that the, ooh, what were some ways that the internship impacted you guys? I will also share. I just have to think about it.
1: I ended. I ended up marrying an intern that oh, I man. did the internship with. So there's one. You that's know, a big you, impact. You always got that shot. That the yeah the romance. You know. Yeah. That's not. A good, that's not. A, that's not one of the good reasons to do the internship. Like I, I mean. Said. But hey, it's a good group <laughs> of people. It's a. Byproduct. I think it's a byproduct. <laughs>
0: there is something that's really nice about being able to like spend good time and make good guy friends. Wait, you're
1: dating an intern. I am dating you're an dating intern. Someone. I <laughs> would
0: say like I'm really grateful for that time. Like the internship at Western um, has probably will continue to have a rule where interns can't date each other during the internship. Um, and it's Trent not and I both well observed. It's not uh, <laughs> Trent and I both liked each other through the whole year and actually that was really good for our relationship. We became good friends. I got to see his character grow in a ministry setting. I got to see the way that he honored the Lord and his friends mm. and I got to see the areas where it was hard. Um and I think actually for both of us our relationship is stronger because mm. we both went to, through the internship together. So mm. I wouldn't say like Go and do the internship because of dating, but I would say it doesn't impede that and it helps right. you mature as a person and become a better partner. So, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We, and we, we became good friends in the internship, and now mm. it's crazy, we're still good friends. Whoa. after being married for 12 years, so that's great, that's okay. a great and four thing. kids later. <laughs> yeah, four years. it's actually almost 12 years, 11 years. I don't want
2: to start 12, saying the wrong number, five
1: kids. it's almost
2: oh, five kids. <laughs> <laughs> Should I edit that out? No. No. (laughs) Adoption. They're adopting. Yeah. (laughs) She's not pregnant.
0: Edit that part. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, no. (coughs) Yeah. For me, the process of support raising really taught me that God wants to provide. It taught me God is generous. I didn't realize that before. Um, And it taught me how to rely on God in a way that I never had. Up to that point, I think throughout the internship, I learned a lot about patience Um, in waiting to date Trent. That was part of it. But um, waiting to see students who I had just met, you know, grow and mature out of situations that were really frustrating to observe and be like, oh, I just I can't change your mind. But the Lord can. And he did. Um, And I think there were a lot of ways that I just really needed space to grow in faith with the Lord, understand what a regular devotional life looked like, something that I hadn't really made time for when I was a student and doing all the school assignments and things, but really having the focus of, I am here to honor the Lord in whatever way I'm called to today. <laughs> and there's a lot of variety in that, but it was something really foundational for me. And I think it would have been even if I hadn't gone into ministry.
1: Mm-hmm. I remember, um, I, Another story is uh, I, I did my preaching lab. David Nebel was my preaching lab instructor, and I had to do a preaching, so uh, a, a sermon where you like speak to a church and you try to tell them about your ministry so they can think about supporting you, and I'd never heard a sermon like that before. And so um, anyway, I learned a lot of great things in that first preaching lab. Um, like, it just, like, uh, I just had an opportunity to risk, you know, and so I... So I wrote this sermon based on this, like, this share about your ministry thing. And I wrote a brilliant sermon in John about how, like, Pilate, like, was actually, there's parts in John where Pilate is actually pulling for Jesus and the Jews, the Jewish leaders aren't pulling for him. And so I talk about this. I do this really compelling, amazing sermon. And after, you know, he tells me the positive things. We go through the positive things. It's like time So, Christian, this really wasn't the assignment. (laughs) You know, you didn't really do what you're supposed to do. Like, how how is this itineration sermon, you know? And I'm like, oh, well, um, I did tell a little bit about the ministry here. Like, yeah, you know, it really should have been more about that, you know. Anyway, basic just is I totally failed the whole thing. (laughs) Like, everybody else's sermons are, like, way better. Ramona's in that class. It's way better. Oh yeah. man, there's one story where mm-hmm. Ramona was telling her sermon, and oh, she's gonna hate that I put this on the podcast, oh, but no. I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> Sorry, so, 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 so <laughs> she decided. she was doing a sermon, and um, it was about like how it's important not to like dramatize things in our head, and that we just need to have grace for others and just assume the best. And she was talking about how her sister was interested in her now husband, but. She didn't know if he liked her or not. And so they're at this party, and Ramona's wondering, like, they're all watching, like, how does she interact? How does he interact with her and stuff? And he never came over and talked to her. Like, he just shook her hand and is like, Oh yeah, uh, Abby. But he totally liked her, actually. Like, but he was just trying not to be cool. He's (laughs) playing it cool. But they left the party really discouraged because they're like, Oh, she doesn't like me. And then Ramona just was like, said said to you know her friend like no 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 like we get so caught up what he totally turned out to like her what so she's telling this mm-hmm. story right and she says um she says uh you know he's thinking about how like guys you know all guys are thinking about like oh we're having fun or hey let hey let's play with our we like let's do this or whatever anyway because the we just came out but that's not a good thing to say about guys, you know, or whatever. So so she just, like, had this – she just said this. And, and it was just, like, no, that's a stupid thing to say to a servant, you know. Like, that's bad. And uh, everybody laughed about it after because it was just a safe place to risk mm-hmm. and try things and you learn stuff. Anyway, it's super fun. It was super fun. lots of laughs and opportunities to grow and mm-hmm. – another story that i have too is just that like i remember like leading my core and um in my internship and you know i was able to really focus and be there present and there was one guy that was in my core um who he was um like he was just really depressed and he was suicidal and i just got to walk alongside of him and i think he's doing okay right now but and, you know, I wish I could say it got better resolved, but that I, w- I knew how it resolved better. But I do know that the Lord had me walk through this other student's like life with him um, in a very powerful way, like a very powerful time um, where he was like contemplating suicide, you know? And that's just really meaningful to be able to have time to impact other students on campus like that. Um, There's a student that became a Christian, and um, that, uh, that year, I didn't lead this guy to faith, but he became a Christian, he got involved with my core. And he was a hippie and um, he was a pot smoking hippie and he believed like all the conspiracy theories in the world. And I just got to walk alongside of him as he was trying to witness to um, a lot of his hippie friends who ended up rejecting him. And he went through this whole identity shift, which was both really beautiful and very painful because all the people that he thought were his closest friends that would never turn on him turned on him as soon as he believed something different than they did Mm -hmm. and he's following jesus now and he's doing he's doing really good he's still (laughs) kind of a conspiracy theorist but uh it's just a beautiful it was just a beautiful thing to be a part of helping him to grow in christ um and helping support him in his new faith. And mm-hmm. so there's just some really beautiful moments that you get when you get to serve in ministry like that, too. Mm-hmm. I think um,
2: for me, a big thing was was really getting—so some, so some who do the internship— um, like it's a formative experience where it's like, hey, I really don't know anything, and like all these things are kind of be put into you, and you're learning stuff, and it's shaping you. Others, I would say, have more of an experience of it's informative, so they already know a lot of things, but there's certain things about themselves that they don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so like one in, one thing in particular for some is like they start realizing what they're gifted with. They they're like, oh, God's given me a gift of, you know evangelism or a gift of uh, um, mercy or compassion and like they start realizing these things. The third type of person and I would say this was a bit more my experience was like there's an atmosphere to actually use those things mm-hmm. in a very, very concerted and concerted way. Mm-hmm. And so and out of that out of that position of using your gifting in that context, it further solidifies like what the use of those gifts are, uh, how to use those gifts well, and even identify like the potential, like further potential for those giftings. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, that was kind of my experience. I I don't think my, my time at Bible school was much more formative, I think, and informative, but then the internship was much more like, There's stuff I learned, I definitely learned, but a lot of it was like, hey, I'm just kind of moving forward with what I already know Mm -hmm. and like having that be more established and solidified. Um, Yeah. But one thing I would say that is different, and Christian already said this, um, one thing that is hugely different from my experience at Cape and Ray, which I loved Cape and Ray, okay, loved my Bible school, it's fantastic. But the biggest difference was was that i had was the pastoral mentor that Christian mentioned earlier, which is like there is this person who's got you know years of experience. mine was David Nebel, the venerable no. david nebel he's the man he is he is the man he is great he's great um and he like spent an hour and a half two hours a week just hearing what I had to say and what my experiences were, and like helping me just like discern through things that were maybe muddled for Mm -hmm. years and things like that. And so, and that's a very, very unique aspect of it. I, I mean, I went to a Bible school that was very good and it didn't even have that level of Mm -hmm. intentionality to it. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, I think to sum up, there's (laughs) nothing like the internship, right? Like you can go to Bible school and pay for it, or you can do the internship and it's a year and you learn a lot. And, you get the support raising experience too. Um, also, it's fun. I don't know if Super we emphasize that, but like, it's fun. fun. You're doing ministry with people who you like.
2: I found it fun.
0: Even Nathan found it fun.
2: That, there it is. It's fun. <laughs> if it can pierce my heart, it can probably pierce anyone's.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're going to end on that. Though. That's great. I'm so excited. Um, Cool. So if you've been listening to this episode and you want to learn more about the internship, or if you have more questions that we didn't answer today, please feel free to talk to one of us or any of your Chi Alpha pastors, because we would love to help you discern if it's a good fit for you and also to navigate the application process when the time comes, whenever that may be. Christian and Nathan, thanks for joining me today. As always, feel free to email us with comments, questions, or topic suggestions at social at State XA dot com. Have a great week, and remember, it's never too soon to start praying about the internship.